6 o'clock. It's Friday night. It's time for Happy Hour, the happiest hour. Two hours of comedy on the radio and live here at Mutiny Radio 2781 21st Street in Florida Street. We've got a, not a full list, but a list, and uh, we'll, we'll get through it. And uh, yeah, it'll be, we'll have a good time listening to each other's jokes. Uh, your first, oh, it's four minute sets at three minutes. You'll hear a horn. I try to do it on a punchline so as not to fuck your shit up. Uh, put your hands together for your first comedian, everybody. Josh Gotsky. Yay! Jokes on you, Pam. I have no punchlines. <laughs> Hello. So my name is Joshua. I was named after the Bible story, if you guys know that one, uh, where Joshua and the Israelites go around Jericho and they blow their horn and the walls come at tumbling down. Anyone else named after a terrorist? Um, if it feels it feels kind of weird being named after that. Like I don't think there are a lot of Joshuas in Jericho in the years following. You know, it's like it's like if you guys were all named Osama, it'd be it'd be weird. Um, I do like I do feel like the people of Jericho should have been ready for like Joshua though. You know, I I heard a rumor that uh, Joshua and the Israelites took lessons on how to play the trumpet but they actually skipped all the lessons on how to land the song. 9-11 um, <laughs> jokes, they're back, baby. Uh, all right, we're doing new stuff. I am a straight person, I know, boo. Uh, I have never questioned my sexuality, but that's okay. Other people do it for me. Uh, <laughs> I get asked if I'm gay a lot, which is weird, um, but... I also get asked if I'm gay a lot by women who I'm like actively trying to sleep with, which that's just embarrassing, right? Like, could you imagine being so bad at basketball that the other team asks you which side you're playing for? Like, imagine being Jordan Poole. All right, not a sports crowd. He's bad at, I hate him. Um, <laughs> what are we doing? Uh, this is an old one. We're not going to do that right now. Um, oh yeah, um, I'm bad at flirting, um, and I, I never even, like, slept with anyone because of flirting, like, I lost my virginity because a girl was impressed that I owned Dance Dance Revolution Extreme on PlayStation 2, um, which was pretty extreme, DDR and chill is sick, um, <laughs> oh, it's the most fun thing, uh, oh yeah, it's this joke, um, it was weird though. So after I I slept with this one girl, um, it was it was weird because in the morning I turned over and I saw that she had a book on her bedstand table that said "How to Stay Catholic in College." I I don't think she read it. Like like I doubt that it was like chapter three, nail a Jew. Well, maybe that. Seems to be a lot of your guys' literature. Uh, I tried calling her up three days later to resurrect the relationship, but it didn't. Uh, new tag. Uh, I have a girlfriend. Go me. Uh, we met through a friend at Salesforce. Our first date was at Dolores Park. We got mission burritos and got screamed at by crazy people about Jesus. Uh, the only way that story could be more San Francisco is if she was a dude. Uh. And if instead of meeting at Dolores Park, we live there. Um, all right, we're going to do two quick ones. Uh, I think San Francisco needs to be more PC. Like, we're the tech capital of the world. And I don't know, like, 
Like, how is everyone up in arms about calling them homeless people, yet you're all still calling them driverless cars? Be more PC, okay? Call them what they're supposed to be called, questionably driven. Okay. Last one, uh, my dad called me. He told me that he watched the, there's an Elmo documentary. He's like, Josh, I watched the Elmo documentary. Did you know that Elmo is actually voiced by a large black man? And that surprised me because I always assumed that Elmo was voiced by Elmo. Uh, I didn't know he was lip syncing that whole time, you know? It's like if I found out Bill Nye the Science Guy was voiced by Cookie Monster. All right, thanks for your time. Yay, Josh. New jokes. Yay for you. That was lovely. I'm glad you have new jokes. Yay. Yay, Josh. Bye. Have good shows tonight. Yay. I was going to respond to him in some meaningful way, but then I forgot. I ate a pot cookie, so that was bound to happen. Great. Your next comedian on the list. Clap your hands together, everybody, for Covetousing. Yay. Uh, I I was uh, I was on Bumble, uh, and I and uh, <laughs> sorry I had like a <laughs> a G and P and now I was on Bumble and Bumble sent me this notification. Okay, it said for every conversation that you start with a guy, Bumble will donate to charity. So Bumble's looking really desperate right now. Like not a cute look. <laughs> Bumble's like, please, we will save the otters if you just talk to a guy. And women are like, eh, do we need otters? They're like, okay, okay, we will donate a billion dollars towards alleviating children's cancer. And we're like, what kind? Because <laughs> if it's a mole, then... Children are resilient. <laughs> I don't know. Why does, why does Bumble automatically assume that I want to save the children? Like, what if I hate kids? You know, what, what if I just want some eye cream? Okay, I would punt a baby across a football field for eye cream. <laughs> Where was I going for that? I don't know. But yeah, no, Bumble is like, Bumble's telling me that saving the children is immediately the prize. Like, I feel like if, if it was switched and like Bumble needed to incentivize men to, to talk to women, they would just send guys like a pocket pussy that like said yes in Japanese, you know? Like, it's just, women should have a right to be as shallow as men. That's my point. Um... But yeah, no, so there was, there was actually a lawsuit that was filed against the app by men, um, and they won. It was a discrimination lawsuit, and men were like, this is reverse sexism. Women don't want us using the app. And women were like, yes, <laughs> precisely. Men like you are the reason why we use Bumble. And Bumble's kind of just like sitting in the background like, Use Bumble, use the app. Last time I checked, you would rather let a hundred kids die before talking to one guy. Okay, that didn't work. <laughs> Cause like, do you get the irony or is it just not funny? 
Oh, God. All right, we'll figure that part out. All right. Um, I'm going to talk about this. You guys are going to get grossed out. It's okay. Um, I think it's ridiculous how it's been over 10 years and period commercials are still super out of touch. Right? Like, it's always some woman who is, like, super empowered and she's hot and she's wearing a sports bra and some spandex. And she's like, today I crushed the patriarchy. And then she, like, continues doing, like, jiu-jitsu and, like, whooping people's ass, hang gliding, um, cross-country skiing. And I'm kind of like, what women are doing these things not on their period? Like, what? I don't know. Like, after work, I don't go to a company-wide meet and greet where we're just, like, trapezing over a bed of nails. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't have enough time to finish this joke, so I will end here. But thank you guys for listening. Yay. Cover to sing. Yay. I, nev- I never used uh, tampons because uh, I didn't want to support the paper industry and uh, putting <laughs> cotton in my twat. No, so I did. I used, I used one of those moon cups, and it was great, and it worked for a long time uh, until – uh, the handle broke. Uh, I'll tell that story on stage. If if Ian Langlands if Ian Langlands doesn't show up in time because he's after you, I'll tell this. Oh, he's here. He's outside. Okay, I'll tell the story after him then. But I'll rem- I'll write it down. The moon cup story because you don't have to wear tampons, but it can get dangerous. Uh, that might be the. T- I should make shirts that. No, I'm kidding. Put your hands together for your next comedian, Art Gelustian. I also don't wear tampons. Fuck the paper industry. That's right. That is right. Uh, you guys doing good? It's Friday night. Let's make some noise. Clap it up. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good, 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 good. Uh, I'll tell you guys a little bit about myself. Uh, I was born in Armenia. grew up in Russia, and then I moved to San Francisco. And it's very confusing being Armenian because in Russia, where I grew up, right, as an Armenian, Armenians are considered the brown people in Russia. But then I moved to America, and people told me that I'm white. And it's very confusing because I have no idea which color to pick for my emojis. I think when it comes to emojis, it's kind of funny how Apple tries to be like this progressive company because they let us pick our skin tones on our iPhones, right? So we could feel more represented on our iPhones that were made by Chinese kids in sweatshops, like very progressive. So I liked it better when all the emojis were just yellow, you know? Because at least that way, we're all the same color. As the kids who made the iPhones, I thought that was that was pretty cool. Uh, I made that joke before, and this lady in the crowd, she goes, like, you can't make that joke, because if you make that joke, you're not Asian, you're racist. I said, guess what? I just did my 23 in me. And it turns out that I'm actually 27% racist. How did you know that? <laughs> That's crazy. You could tell, huh? Uh, I'm going to do more racist jokes. Uh, one of my best friends, like my brother, I consider him, he's Mexican. So I asked him this question the other day. I was like, would you rather vote for Republicans and have them build a wall or vote for Democrats and have them call you Latinx? And he said, he said, Art, honestly, I would rather you shut the fuck up and stop asking me racist-ass questions. And I was like, yeah. He was right. So I had to apologize. I was like, I'm sorry, dude. I didn't mean to disrespect the Latinx community. So then he punched me in the face and said, don't call me that. So I think I got the answer to that question. Okay, that didn't work. Uh, I've been struggling at work. 
you know, it, it's at a point where I might get fired. Yeah, it's bad. It's bad. And kind of, so good question. I was talking to my manager. She's like, what's been going on? I was like, I don't know, like this entire year, I feel very unmotivated. I feel fatigued. You know, I'm kind of like having anxiety. Like, I feel sad. She's like, these are like signs of depression. You should go get some help. I was like, yeah. And I did. I went and got some help. And guys, it fucking worked. It's amazing. I feel great now. I'm productive. I got more done in these two weeks than I have like the entire year. So if this resonates with any of you guys, I highly encourage you to go get some Adderall because that shit, holy shit, is amazing. It's interesting because Adderall is really like baby meth, right? It's really bad meth, like a baby version of meth. And I don't understand how these meth heads are homeless because I feel like if I was on meth, I'd be like the president by now. Oh, cool. All right. Uh, let's do one more. Let's end it at this. Uh, I, I want the war between Russia and Ukraine to come to an end. And it got me thinking, right, when Russia and Ukraine are finally able to sit down and start negotiating for peace, who's going to be the third party that they can both trust that's going to help them with the negotiations, right? Like, it can't be the U.S. because the U.S. hasn't been supporting Ukraine. So I think it should be Adidas. Because nothing unites Russians and Ukrainians more than their love for Adidas tracksuits. Can you imagine, like, you know, they're, like, in a conference room. You have, like, Vladimir Putin showed up in an Adidas tracksuit with a Russian flag on it. Then Zelensky shows up with a tracksuit with a Ukrainian flag. In the middle of the table is the CEO of Adidas. They're, like, negotiating whatever. They, they make the peace deal. They shake their hands. And then just like athletes, they take off their tracksuit jackets and just, like, exchange them. And they take pictures of it. I don't know. All right, I'm done. Thank you. Bye. Yay. Art Galustian, brokering peace. For everyone, listen to him. Uh, he has all the answers. Uh, so might your next comedian, uh, he's a, a phenom of the scene right now. Put your hands together for Ian Langley. I'm a phenom of the scene. Don't you forget it, okay? Anyway, comedy time. I uh, The other day I got to go to a gay club for the first time. Uh, it was very exciting. Uh, it was the first time in my life I was sexually assaulted. And I will say this, it felt good, fellas. It felt good to be wanted a little bit, all right? I'm not condoning the behavior by any means, but boy, was that an ego boost, okay? I can't explain why, but it just, I liked, I was like, yeah, I do have a nice ass. Go ahead and grab it, sir. Thank you. It would be more of a problem if I wasn't assaulted, in my opinion. I feel like it's like if you take your dog to the dog park and none of the other dogs are sniffing its ass. It's like, what's wrong with my dog? I'd go to the club. I'd be like, hey, can somebody sniff my ass? Okay, I want a little taste of love. That's the dumbest thing I've ever said out loud. Okay. I like going to rap concerts a lot. I like rap concerts, especially in San Francisco. It's cool. I'm very out of place there. Uh, and I know I'm at a place when that they do the call and response. I'm really bad at call and response because I'm white. One time this rapper came out and he goes, everybody say fuck police. And I was like, well, I got an uncle in law enforcement. <laughs> so fuck most police, but Uncle John, he's really cool. Okay, he's, he's one of the good ones, trust me. <laughs> the same concert, I, the guy comes out and he goes, where are my N-words at? And I raised my hand. That's not what you do. That's wrong. I felt so guilty about it that I just hopped in the mosh pit and let them beat my ass. I was like, do what you got to do. It's only fair. 
No, that last part's not true, obviously. Because if you go to a rap concert in San Francisco, it's only white people. So, um, let's see. Uh, my, my my dad had anger issues when I was growing up. He had anger issues, but but it was nice because he never took the anger out on me. But I would see very scary glimpses of it. It's amazing how much like father anger has changed over time. Like I was like, oh. My dad's really cool, and then I saw him break a plate with his bare hands, and I was like, I am so happy it's not 1968. Good Lord. Very grateful for that. He gets very angry at, like, specific things. You know, he'll be, like, watching TV, and he, like, yells at the commercials. <laughs> he'll be like, look at this Tostitos Scoops bullshit. What is this country coming to? I'm like, chips, Dad. It's just chips. I'm s very happy I'm not a Toyotathon commercial, because Jesus Christ. He'd get, like, really specific with his anger, too, you know? He'd be like, look at that Geico Gecko. I bet he wishes he had a better relationship with his son. I'm like, are you trying to tell me something here, Dad? Lay it all out on the line here. I think, uh, I think the reason men, as a gender, are so angry and frustrated is because we have no bathroom community. I think that's what the issue is. Women have a beautiful bathroom community. It's great. That's why they, they all travel in packs in there, because it's really fun. Have you guys heard the stories? It's amazing. There's, like, crying, and they're, like, consoling each other. There's drugs. seems amazing. If I went to the men's bathroom and there was a guy crying and doing drugs, I'm averting eye contact at all costs. <laughs> that guy's not someone you want to be friends with. There's no speaking in the men's bathroom. It's just business, okay? You just you look down on the ground. You don't speak to anybody. You do your business and you leave. It's like prison, okay? <laughs> That's the way to do it. I think we got to spice up the bathroom, though, okay? I've been making some changes. All right, I slapped the guy on the ass in the bathroom the other day. I was like, go get him, tiger. Uh, we did not become friends, though, so I don't think it worked. Um, okay, well, that's all I'm going to do. Thank you, everybody. Ian Langlands, everyone. Uh, all right, uh, I'm gonna go up and tell that crazy story. Yay! Me knowing you. So Kavita left, but it's okay. She was talking about tampons, and I never, I never use tampons because, again, why support the paper industry with my twat? I. I don't understand. Also, it always felt weird to stick something in me, like plug it up because of the Carrie movie. Anyway, so I would use what's called a moon cup or later it became called a diva cup and it's a silicone thing that you put in your vagina and it sticks up to your cervix and it collects the blood. And um, you know, I would pull it out and I would pour it on like my carrots or my plants. Uh, for a while I was trying to grow some pot plants and I put my period blood on there. I was trying to make a new strain called God's Pussy. It didn't, it didn't work, but I really did have the blood and I'd pull the blood out and I'd rinse out the cup and I'd be like, oh look, the environment and I'm saving cotton, plant, whatever. So what I didn't know is that you're not supposed, I'm just so frugal is the word. So it was like nine years old and it's my period and it's stuck up there against my cervix. And I reach in to pull it out and I pull off the handle the handle comes off in my hand. It's stuck in there. I try to reach in. Things are slippery. I know. You're nervous. Exactly, right? And so I go, this is a problem, something I cannot deal with now, something that I will deal with later on in the day. This will be fine. So I go about my day, 
And halfway through, I realize I'm trying to pull it out. I'm like, it's not, it's not coming out because of physics. Because the blood is filling up the cup, and the cup is stuck there, and there's nothing to escape. So it's becoming more of a vacuum. It's becoming stuck with more pressure up against. And at the time, I'm very single. So it's not like anybody's familiar with the crash site. How am I going to ask anybody to spelunk inside my vagina and pull out this thing that could, I don't know, I could die potentially. I don't know what's going to happen. All I know is it's been about 16 hours now and this thing is still inside me and I'm concerned. This is one of the beauties of having menopause. I haven't had a period in three years, but this story is still true and I love it. So I call up my ex-boyfriend because he's familiar with the crash site and I say, (laughs) (laughs) I say, drummer comedian Aaron Barrett, what are you doing tonight? He said, I am at the bar. I am being a bartender. He was pouring drinks for people. He said, come by. We're going to drink. I'm going to help you out like, great. So I go to the bar. I'm getting super drunk. He's getting drunk. We get a cab back to the house. Now it's been almost 24 hours. This thing is stuck up against my cervix. He's reaching in. He's like, it's slippery. I'm like, I know. We can't. We take, we take kitchen tongs and we try to put a plastic bag on them and use them as like a speculum. Try to get nothing. Nothing's working. We're sticking things. It was. Not, so finally, I'm crying and crying. And this is my ex-boyfriend. And I'm just so glad that he was there. Like, uh, anyway. So. I say, I'm going to put on an alarm. I'm going to try one more time in the morning. If it doesn't work, I'm going to have to go to the hospital, to the ER. I'm going to have to. It's going to be so embarrassing. They're going to reach up. They're going to pull this thing out. I, I, ca- I just can't believe this is happening. Alarm goes off. It's like 6 in the morning. I get in the bathroom. I'm peeing, and I sort of feel like if I'm pushing, I can kind of feel it. And I'm like, maybe I can. Uh, like, oh, I feel it. So I got up. I got up on the uh, on the bathtub and I'm holding on to the to the bathtub top the thing you know the shower curtain and I'm <laughs> and I'm trying to grab it out <laughs> okay so I yell it I yell Aaron Aaron wake up you can help me so he comes in just Whoa, what I could get in the bathtub so he gets behind me in the bathtub I'm leaning down he's underneath me he re- I'm pushing. he reaches up and he pulls this thing down and he is just literally in a bloodbath it was like he is covered in the bathtub. There's blood everywhere. This is like over 24 hours of period blood collected in the thing. And it just goes all over the whole world. But he was a drummer in a metal band, so it was fine. Like, it was so, it was so fucking metal. It was like the most metal moment he's ever had. And I actually... I left one little drop of it. It's still, to this day, it's up on my ceilings. So when I look up at it and I can remember what what true love really is, is that. So, okay. That was four minutes and 25 seconds. Um, Thank you, guys. Yay. Yay for me. That is a 100% true story. (laughs) He's still friends with me. He's a a bartender at Doc's Clock up on uh, 20th Street. Uh, He's a drummer, comedian, Aaron Barrett. He's lovely. He used to be a comedian, but not anymore. He gave up because this is hard. (laughs) Um, your next comedian, so funny and wonderful, clap your hands together for Brady Pearson. Hi, everybody. You know what I love about living in San Francisco is that everybody always comes up to me and like, oh my God, are you straight? Oh my God, are you straight? Can't believe you don't look straight. Because I'm not. I wish, I mean, it doesn't happen to me because there's nothing about me that looks straight, I don't think, right? It's the leather jacket that gives me away. Or the so I just turned 52. Come on, give it up. 
I've survived like HIV, AIDS, all kind of MPOX, COVID. And I guess to challenge it, I decided that I was going to move to the Tenderloin to see how that worked out. And people ask me, like, what's it like living in the loin? Are there any other San Franciscans here? So we know what I'm talking about, right? The tenderloin, the loin, the finest part of our city. <laughs> and they say to me, Brainy, where do you live? And I say, I live in a very savory slice of the loin. I mean, there's a lot of spice on that street. We're not talking the dune kind. There's a lot of, um, so you know, like, maybe blackening spice would be another word I would use. You know, the way the street's colored, it looks kind of like blackened and very delicious. One day I was out on the street, just, you know, walking as I do, and this guy is just like smashing smashing on this ground and I realized like that is the biggest amount of crystal meth I have ever seen in my entire life. <laughs> right outside the KFC back up against the wall smashing it right there and I thought oh my god that's terrible you're doing that in the open air it's all going to be gone <laughs> we call that drug abuse have these people no sense where I live? What the fuck is wrong with these people? <laughs> it's been a weird thing. Other things I think of, like, you know, now that I'm getting older and gayer, I was like, hey, guys, I have a question for you. Are there any straight guys in the house? Okay. So what's your what, what are your thoughts on cocksucking? You guys like it? Women, what do you think? Like, cocksucking? Yeah, sure, yeah. Do you do it for, like, love or other things? Love. Rare. Okay, guys, do you, do you like it? You really like it, right? You love it. Okay, good. You sure? Okay, so then why isn't it okay if I do it? <laughs> Just asking, because you all act, you, you use that word, like, you fucking cocksucker. There's not a single guy in this room that if their eyes were closed, they would say, please stop sucking. I feel so close to you now. And um, I want to share with you this, what a failure I am as a, as a writer and a songwriter and from the musical that I'll never write called Little Orphan Fanny. And it goes a little something like this. <coughs> Your son will come out tomorrow. That'll be a bottom and he'll swallow all my cum. He'll be gay, and he won't be lonely. I'll jizz on his chin, he'll grin and say, tomorrow, tomorrow, I'll bottom, tomorrow, it's only a gay away. Thank you, I'm Brady. Yay, Brady Pearson. It's a hard cock life for him. Yeah. Yay. All right. Hey, if um, Emily and, oh, I don't know who's so sorry. If Emily or Rafi don't come in time, JW will 
smoosh you in between us. So be kind of ready. Be, be a little ready. All right, your next comedian. Clap your hands together for GD. Yay! How do you say stand-up comedy in Espanol? I like Tenderloin. Brady was talking about Tenderloin. I like it. Especially because all the good Indian restaurants are in Tenderloin. But it's, everybody knows it's like the safest place in San Francisco. So, like, I want to be safe, but I also want to go there every day. So, I have come up with a plan to stay safe in Tenderloin. So, when I reach Tenderloin, I walk like, No matter how high or insane you are, nobody is messing with a guy who looks like. <laughs> I was walking. Guy called me, hey, hey, do you want drugs, weed, pot, anything? Oh, no, no. I have drugs. Give me a hug. Come. He's running away. <laughs> I love Tenderloin. My t-shirt told me that it wants to be in an open relationship with me. So now it's my shirt. In drop silence. Okay. <laughs> hey, have you noticed that any any cap is a shower cap if you are on drugs? <laughs> hey, if you lose a hand and a doctor gives you another hand, will it be called a second hand hand? I was wondering, uh, okay, when we come to America, the first thing that everybody says is that you gotta get a social security number, right? I asked the government official, why do I need a social security number? They said, uh, this the usage like, if you go broke, we give you social security. I said, but I'm Indian, I don't get it, I'm on visa. They said, that's not the only use you, if you are in any crime, like as small as like a road incident or as big as like a murder, we can catch you, like we can detect you, like something. Got the joke. Okay, I'm, <laughs> I'm saying that the, the irony is if I do good and I somehow I lose my job, I won't get any social security. But if I do bad, they'll catch my ass and parcel me to India. So I, right? I think the best they will do is like give me money to reach the airport and then they. <laughs> I told them that, then why is my tax the same as a citizen if I'm not getting any benefit? They're like, how will we pay the homeless people then if we don't get taxes from you? Then they said, go fuck yourself, we have a lot of people in the line. Don't ask so many questions. My girlfriend told me to take all her clothes off because she's not in the favor of cross-dressing. I was not waiting for her laugh, I was waiting for you to understand the joke, okay. <laughs> my adopted son had a fight with my foster son over who I love the most. They should understand if I really loved kids, why would I kill my real son? Dark. I have a joke on vagina, it's too deep. I have a joke on penis too, too dark. I recently went for a speed dating event and it turned into a speed rejection event. 
I am so unlucky, I only go to misfortune terrors. I am such a non-violent person, I don't even use bullet points when I'm typing. <laughs> I, I, um, my girlfriend thinks I am bisexual. My, my gym coach agrees with her. I'm sorry I was, I lost the track of time. Thanks so much guys, see you. GD everyone, hooray. We're fucking with the list a little bit. Your next comedian has a show here at the station from four to six every Friday called the JW Megaweg Show. He also uh, runs this band show thing that seems to be really cool and tomorrow night he has a Tiki Desk concerts uh, at his house, and so it's an open mic, and it's going to be a lot of fun. Put your hands together right now, everybody, for J.W. Blunt. Wow. Thank you. And we're talking about the tenderloin. Yay for the tenderloin. Yeah. <laughs> my uh, my first apartment I, I when I moved into the city was in the tenderloin, and I remember I got the keys for my apartment, I was uh, walking up Polk Street, and this guy, I was with my girlfriend, and this guy was saying, Crystal, Crystal. I was like, well, my name's not Crystal, and her name's not Crystal. And so I put together that he was trying to sell me Crystal. And I was like, oh, wow, I just, this is where I moved to. Very interesting. Yeah, anybody here have any pets? Nice. What kind of a pet do you have? Dog and a cat. And a snake. Wow, that's a good uh, combination. Did they ever hang out together? <laughs> That's cool. God, I would love to have pets, but my place doesn't allow pets. Um, but it came with a mouse. So do I get to keep the mouse? <laughs> I was thinking I like, have a little little cage for it. And then like they have like security deposits a lot of times for pets. So for this for a mouse, if it's six ounces, how how much would that be? Like twenty five cents? <laughs> Um, yeah, so I'm talking about, uh, you know, mouses and snakes and, uh, the food chain and that whole thing. I don't know. I, uh, <laughs> you know, the difference between a vegan and a vegetarian, one of them has friends <laughs> and then, uh, was, uh, the, uh, and so would it be considered, if two vegans got in a fight, would it be considered beef? Oh, oh. Gosh, I got so much more. I see why I'm not normally a comedian. I've been trying to fuck around with it. You know how it goes. I have so much respect for you guys. I feel a little more comfortable with the guitar. But I see the, 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 the hand, the notes and shit that you guys have. I feel like you kind of need that. I feel like, yeah. Anyways, <laughs> not you need it, but I feel like I need that. You know, like just... Just in general, you gotta have some kind, something to reference to. Because last time I was up here, I like forgot everything I was gonna say. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Did I get the horn? I think I did. I didn't. Okay, I didn't get the horn. Yeah. So I'm hosting a uh, tiki desk uh, tomorrow, doing a little open mic. There's gonna be mixed mic. There's gonna be uh, some funny people there. You guys are definitely welcome to come by. Um, look at that. There's Emily. Hey. <laughs> Bombing. Uh, seven o'clock. We're starting up at seven o'clock. Yeah, come on through. 
Oh yeah, you know what? So, in, in, uh, anybody else? Does anybody commute here uh, from the East Bay? That's good. Yeah, I don't know. I I heard so in Oakland. I heard they don't they don't call it an open container. They call it an Oakland container. So you can bring it anywhere you want. You can just put any all the drugs in one one bag. It's like Vegas, except with uh, way more murders, way more homicides. Anyways, yeah, there it is. Okay, well I'm trying it out. Thanks, you guys. J.W. Blunt of the J.W. Megawig Show. Yay! You had some, you had some smashers in there, man. You had some bangers. That was good. Yay! Uh, yay for, yay for J.W. And check him out. Um, he's also he he streams it live on our Mutiny Radio SF and helps out with the Instagram. So he's rad. All right, your next comedian. Clap your hands together. I think it's his first time here. Noe Andrade. Oh, he's in the bathroom. That's perfect. That's so funny. Well, we'll just pretend that it's going to be like an entrance from there. The minute you open the door, I'll bring up the, the music, and we'll all, we'll all wonder what you're doing in there. No, I'm sorry. It's, it's so um, – I, I have – and I have matches, too, I was supposed to put in there. I think they're in my pocket, though. Um, no, I'm sorry. I'm, it's so embarrassing. One time – one time, someone lo- accidentally locked themselves in there, and we could put your hands together, everybody, for Noah Andrade. This old familiar room, All right, guess who wasn't keeping count? My name is Noah. Anyone else sick and tired of the invisible bathroom attendant in every public restroom that you have to jerk off just to wash your hands? You go to wash your hands, and you're like, why won't it come? Then you go reach for some soap, now you're having a threesome. <laughs> At least they're nice, because once you're done, you go dry your hands, you get blowed. <laughs> Speaking about bathrooms, I used to take really long shits, about 45 minutes to an hour. It was a long time. I, I figured I was taking long, because I would bring my phone to the bathroom to watch Mexican soap operas. Uh, I know what you're thinking, like, hey, just stop bringing your phone to the bathroom and you're good. But it's not that simple. See, I had a better idea. I just plugged off the Wi-Fi, you know? I had fiber internet. It was making me shit a lot. Everybody talks about 5G and how, you know, 5G conspiracies and how 5G causes COVID or whatever. But nobody talks about how fiber internet causes hemorrhoids. All right. Um... I'm currently unemployed, you guys couldn't tell. I got fired from my last job because I peed in some guy's cup. I know. <laughs> you know what, you wanna know what's funny? He asked me to do it. I couldn't pass up that opportunity. Apparently that's how drug tests work, I don't know. <laughs> I thought it was multiple choice. I walked in there with flashcards and a number two. Turns out they just needed me to number one. Uh, now I'm taking construction classes at City College. It's weird, cause I didn't know you can study to be a handyman. I always thought you just cross over the border and start tomorrow. Um, um, oh yeah, I just thought you'd cross over the border and start tomorrow. Um, <laughs> all right, sorry, this is my first time. Uh, I know where the term webbag originated from, you guys aren't familiar, so whenever a Mexican or an immigrant crosses, they have to swim through a very dangerous river called the Rio Grande. What about immigrants like myself that flew over here and overstayed their visas? We're air dried. 
It's very hard to make fun of a, or to insult a Mexican with the word wetback because it's a very courageous thing to leave everything behind, you know, backstroke your way over to, you know, backstroke your way over a river. Um, but, you know, I was working with my uncle in construction and, <laughs> sorry, it was my first time. Um, so I was working construction with my uncle and, you know, one day he comes in like, hey, mijo, did I lean, some, did I lean on some paint? I'm like, why would you think you lean on some paint? He's like, well, you know, I was outside and a very angry man kept saying, web back, go back home. <laughs> He's like, I thought, I, thought you, I thought he said to go back home and change. You know, I was like, oh, don't worry about it, Theo. The people are just crazy. All right, so yeah, I'm Mexican. I have a Chinese girlfriend. She's great. We've been together for seven years now. Um, I'm so excited to have children with her one day because growing up, you know, I, I was a huge fan of this Chinese movie called Shaolin Soccer. You guys are familiar with it? <laughs> And I've been on a quest to combine kung fu and soccer once again. I think I'm on the right path. I'm also excited because, you know, Mexicans, Chinese, we're the two, two of the harder working classes in, in America. And, you know, this kid's going to have a very strong worth ethic. Think about it. By age six, this kid's going to be manufacturing phones for Apple while picking apples. <laughs> going to be the poster child of apples. It's going to be great. Not only are these two of the hardest working races in America, I think we're the most trustworthy as well. I'll be able to tell this kid any secret, he's not gonna snitch. You see, in Mexico, it's highly, highly illegal to spill the beans. That's five years minimum. And in China, it's culturally unacceptable to let the cat out of the bag, because there goes your lunch. <laughs> all right, that's all I got, thank you guys. Keep it going for Noah Andrade, his first time. That was amazing. Yay. Congratulations on your first time. Yay. All right. Keep your hands clapping. We're about halfway through. Keep your hands clapping for your next comedian, Emily Rudolph. Yay. This is so short. This is so tiny. Okay. Hi. <laughs> um, speaking of Mexican jokes. I'm just kidding. My sisters would like that because they're half Mexican, but I just look like an asshole now. Um, I grew up in the Southwest, and I'm tired of people assuming that I can't season my food. I've been in inviting new friends over for dinner, and they just keep showing up with their own little salt and pepper. It's rude. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, so I was born and raised in Phoenix, Arizona. It's okay. Nobody ever cheers for that, not since January 6th. Uh, <laughs> And what that means is that I have a, a Fox News dad, you know, he's got like a cowboy hat and everything. The last time I went to back his truck in, uh, I, as I turned the key, Tucker Carlson's voice just came blasting through the speakers yelling about how abortions caused COVID. <laughs> and you know what makes me sad is that he got fired and I was like, he ruins everything, this guy. He ruins fucking everything, Tucker Carlson. Anyway. So my dad, he's a Fox News dad, and he says crazy stuff all the time. That's like his brand. He's been doing it my whole life. Uh, and we would go on vacation every summer to Southern California. And one year, I was telling him like how much I loved it. You know, and I was a kid. I was like, man, I don't want to leave. It's just so beautiful here. I don't want to go home. And my dad's terrifying, and he does not give a shit about anything. And so He's like towering over me, he's six, seven, 300 pounds, and he has a big cigar hanging out of his mouth, and he just goes, stay then. You can sell your body to survive. So now I sell feet pics, uh, and I've been giving comedy a try. 
Um, no, I wish I sold feet pics. I'd make so much more money than I do. But I like to pretend that I sell feet pics when I go home to visit my parents. Uh, so we'll be like in line at, at the grocery store or something, you know, and I've got the Shopify app on my phone. And sometimes you'll hear it go off. And I'll be like, cha-ching! And I've started yelling, OnlyFans! My dad likes it a lot. Yeah, he loves it. Um, he actually is a really good sport, thankfully. My dad's in construction, actually. Uh, and, and he's a general contractor. So growing up in a family with a construction business is a lot like uh, being in seventh grade earth science every day. It's just a lot of talk about cracks and holes all the time. And um, growing up, like I knew pretty much every curse word in Spanish by age nine, which was cool. Yeah, so I hung out on so many job sites. It was like right along Duolingo. It was like I would just sit on a paver for an hour with a dirty guy whose name definitely was not John, teaching me to say fuck your mother in Spanish. Chingatu madre, by the way. Check me, right? Yeah, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> um, my dad really believed in teaching me the value of hard work to the point where, like, when he would hire people uh, to and, and, like, get them to work in the yard, he'd put me out there with them, you know? I know, thank you, Pam. I know how to install a sprinkler system, you guys. And uh, I could defend my dad and be like, it was a different time, but it wasn't that long ago. And the sex offender registry was definitely common knowledge. He actually, the, the, the sad part about that joke, because I don't have time to finish the next part of this, is that my dad actually did that. He, like, picked up a bunch of guys from a Home Depot, and he, like, paid really well and was super chill. But he sat inside drinking Bloody Marys with his feet up while I dug trenches in the front yard. Um, so, yeah, thank you. <laughs> For Emily Rudolph. Yay! And keep your arms clapping for your next comedian, Raphael Wolfgang. Hey guys, how we doing, everybody? Fuck yeah, fuck yeah! I got a solid little crowd here tonight. Some new faces, that's cool. That's cool. Congrats on your first time doing comedy. That was sick. That was really cool. You did a good job. Give it up for this guy, guys. Come on, yeah. Yeah, it's sick. You know, first time's always rough. You know, you were a little shaky up there, but then, but then you started hitting the racist jokes and you really hit your stride. It was great. Just started talking about Mexicans. People were like, oh, this guy's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then uh, my girlfriend went up and did the same thing. So, <laughs> rule number one of comedy is be racist. I guess I don't know. <laughs> uh, anyway, I have some non, I have some not racist jokes. I'm gonna tell you. Um, after my racist jokes. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Uh, I was talking to a rich friend of mine the other day, and uh, you know he's he's uh, you know he's got a lot of money, and he really pisses me off sometimes because he spends money on stupid shit. Rich people spend money on really really stupid shit sometimes. You know what I mean? Like he was telling me the other day uh, about the subscription he pays for for this audio porn website. Uh, have you, <laughs> you haven't, I've never, I hadn't heard of it, but it's a big thing. A lot of people really like it. It's like porn, but without the video. It's just the audio. Yeah, he pays a subscription for this. I'm like, just close your eyes. Just close your fucking eyes. What the fuck are you doing, dude? He goes, no, 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 no. You don't get it. You don't get it. It's like, it's like porn and it's produced to be audio porn and you don't need the video, right? You don't need the video. You can just let your imagination take over. So I was like, okay. So I went and tried it. I tried the audio porn, and all I could imagine was just a fully clothed voice actor, like in a recording studio. I mean, just like some poor woman who's just trying to make ends meet, trying to make money. She wasn't hot enough for normal porn. Now she's doing this. 
just sitting there fucking trying to <laughs> just trying to make money and she's just like it's for the kids it's for the kids oh oh <laughs> And the other bullshit thing about it, too, was I live I live in an apartment complex, right? So I was listening to this audio porn, and I was like, I can't do this. My imagination was just fucking with me. And I turned off the audio porn, and I, and I was like, wait, why won't it turn off? And I realized, wait a minute, I've been listening to my neighbor's fuck this whole fucking time. Why did, it, why did I pay for this shit when I could be having this? Like, why, why would you anyone want to listen to a fully clothed voice actor in a recording studio faking an orgasm when you could listen to a real woman in her bedroom Genuinely faking an orgasm to keep her marriage together, you know? It's the same thing. It's for the kids. It's for the... Oh! Oh! Let's see. Uh, What's your name, sir? No. No way? Uh, Okay, nice to meet you. Uh, What do you do? Okay, that's why you started comedy, right? <laughs> you hit a low point in your life, and now you're doing this. That's cool. Yeah, same. <laughs> same, same. What about you? What do you do? Okay, okay. I'm trying to think of something that isn't racist, and it's just not. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, those racial jokes are just so reliable, you know what I mean? I'm trying not to be that guy, but no. no sorry. <laughs> are you from San Francisco? Yeah, hell, you lived there your whole life, born and raised? I know you weren't born. <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry. Where, where, where are you from, actually? Mexico? Peru? Oh, shit, I'm actually a quarter Peruvian, too. Yeah, yeah, my grandma is Peruvian, like fully, fully Peruvian. Yeah, and I came out like this, I think. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what happened. I don't think I'm actually related to my grandma, honestly. <laughs> no idea how that worked. It doesn't really make sense. You, because if it was my granddad, you could be like, oh, you know, it's, you know, you cheated. You know, someone lied about the dad. You can't really lie about uh, who the mom is. You know. All right, that was my crowd work. <laughs> Give it up for uh, your host, everybody. Thank you. Raphael Wolfgang. Crowd work. Crowd work. Uh, all right, clap your hands together for your next comedian, everybody. Sean Darrow. So, I'm on painkillers right now. So if I bomb, I won't feel it. <laughs> I thought of that as I was running up here. That was pretty creative. Okay. Yeah, painkillers are kicking in. Let's do it. <laughs> I haven't told jokes in a little while, so let's let's uh, have fun. I have no money. Give it up for me. Thank you, thank you. I have no money though in the the physical sense, but in the mental sense, I'm completely broke. I took some advice a while back from an Instagram reel to uh, be my own boss, but I'm completely unqualified for this position. <laughs> I lied on my resume. This whole business is going under. Okay. I'll cut that last line, that's fine. 
I I notice I, I write a lot of really depressing things, but in my normal life, I actually kind of cover up things I'm sad about, you know? Like, I'll describe activities a little more happier than they really were. Like, I, I tell people I do yoga instead of I stretch in my bedroom at 3 a.m. because I laid in bed all day and now my lower back hurts. I tell people I intermittent fast instead of I have no work-life balance, so I can't plan meals. And I instead just wait till I get out of work and find the first fried food in the vicinity. The good news is, though, I am losing weight. The bad news is it's mostly muscle and bone density. I tell people I perform stand-up comedy, but instead I just come up here and tell everyone my problems. <laughs> and they laugh at me. <laughs> okay, I like that joke. <laughs> End scene. Okay. Well, let's do something else then. Uh, you know, I haven't fully thought this joke out, but I will give it a try with what time I have left. I feel like we got, I feel like we got um, lazy while we were naming races. Because like, like think about it, we got like black, white, brown, and then we just say Asian. Because like, I was really thinking about that. Like, was there like a meeting between the people naming this, and they're just like, they're like halfway through, you know? Like, what do we have left? And they're like, oh, uh, Asia? It's like, how many people live there? Most people? I was like, do they at least look alike? I was like, uh, there's Russians and Indians. I mean, we could just say they do. And then, I don't know how this one's gonna end. That's the part I didn't write. It's like, they're Asian, they're Asian. <laughs> okay, well, give it up for me, please, because I tried. <laughs> All right, your next comedian only seems like he's on painkillers. Put your hands together for Lucas Larsen. Very charismatic, very extroverted. This is my non-medicated energy. Oh yeah, okay. So the cops say you can't have beer in your car. I'm like, how am I supposed to get the beer home? Next joke, okay, thank you. <laughs> When I was little, I was not afraid of the boogeyman because I was like, why would I be afraid of a man coming into my room and boogieing down? So dumb, so dumb. <laughs> I really like beta fish because I can relate to being a fish. I 
like beta fish are really confusing. For one, they're a bunch of bright colors. So everyone looks at them. Male beta fish also have to live in their own fish tank because if a male beta fish sees another male beta fish, they all they get all aggressive and murdery. And all of that behavior confuses me about beta fish because personally that behavior sounds like behavior of an alpha fish. Like if it was a real beta fish, the fish would just be like, yo, other male beta fish, do you want to come over and play some board games? You guys look very confused. <laughs> Hell yeah. I have a I have a human female wife. Hell yeah, she's very real. <laughs> she was also uh, born and raised in Spain, which means her native language is Spanish. I'm trying to learn Spanish poorly. I can't count above twelve. But when she's talking Spanish at me, oh yeah, when she's talking Spanish at me, <laughs> she uses like very basic words. That's discouraging because then she turns to her cat and uses much harder words. I'm like, El Gato, what's that mean? <laughs> I'm confused. Um, I've, uh, like, I like to talk to my friends about my life. I also have a friend who is a therapist. I don't know how to talk to them without making it feel like I'm making them work for free. <laughs> my therapist, or my friend. <laughs> Recently, with being a therapist, do a job of taking care of puppies. I'm like, wow, I didn't know therapy was so bad that you had post-traumatic stress syndrome that you needed to cure with puppy therapy. <laughs> oh yeah, give it up for my therapist friend. Okay, <laughs> thanks everyone. <laughs> Lucas Larson, everyone. All right, we have a couple more comedians on the list and we're gonna power through and put your hands together for your next one. It's Paul Robertson. <laughs> Anytime you're ready, Pam. You may start the timing now. <laughs> I'm in big trouble because uh, I wasn't feeling great today and I, I thought I was eating an Advil. I was doing it absent-mindedly. accidentally ate a melatonin. I'm going to do the whole act just like a combination of Sean and Lucas. So there is that. We got this uh, identity stuff going on. It's getting out of hand. 
you know, some of the identities people identify by, I don't think apply. Like a woman who owns plants shouldn't be able to call herself a mother, you know? It's a big, it's a big uh, uh, insult to those uh, tire, w- the, the mothers tirelessly uh, uh, breastfeeding their cats. I could do, uh, uh, this is really dumb. Next one. I hate all the juice. The apple juice. <laughs> Orange juice. Okay. We, we, we went there. Uh, yeah, you guys, uh, you all read the Iliad? You did it in the ancient Greek? Oh, I'm the only one? No. Pam did it like that. That's right, Pam? No? No, I, I didn't think so. I was just saying words. Um, there's in, you, know, you know, the crux of that matter was that a guy went to another guy's house uh, because a woman was so beautiful he was willing to stab that guy in the face. That's the, uh, the measure of a woman's beauty, if a guy's going to stab another guy in the face for, for that. Okay. Um, there's a lot of advice out there on the internet. Some of it's stupid, like follow your dreams. Look where that got Hitler. Ugh. Stay in here. Um. Okay. Anybody go bird watching? Yes. Wow. Real fun conversation now. Like, I like pigeons. I like crows. Oh, okay. Well, I think it's a big waste of time. <laughs> you know what I do with my time? I take those same binoculars. I go to the playground. And I, I watch out for pedophiles. I just go by myself. I look out for him. This one lady, she 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 didn't understand the good work I was doing, and she tried to escort me away. Uh, came back with a mustache, and uh, so anyway, I think there's a misunderstanding there somewhere. And yeah, okay, I think I'm gonna end on that. Thanks. There is nothing we can Paul Robertson, everyone, for Comics Left. Your next comedian's from uh, out of town, all the way from the Midwest. Clap your hands together for James Vote. Yeah! Thank you very much. Thank you. Uh, I just turned 31, and uh, what sucks about that is I'm actually 22. And in that joke, I should have waited for an applause. But (laughs) I suck at comedy. Anyway, uh, I like sex. Do you guys like sex? Sex is good. Definitely a top five for me. I'm doing this new thing when I have sex. When I'm halfway through my lovemaking, I'll look my woman right in the eyes. I'll say, coming soon. (laughs) Oh, man. Uh, I don't like using condoms. uh, Not because it feels better, but because I'm a gambling addict. That's a bad bet to lose. Imagine going into a casino and instead of losing money, they give you a baby. Yeah. 
All right. Uh, I had to buy a Plan B uh, a couple months ago, and uh, I go up to the counter, and the cashier, she says, uh, hey, would you like to donate a dollar to save a child? I said, would you like to give me back my $47 to save a child? No? All right. <laughs> yeah, I am from Indiana. I uh, just moved back here. Uh, lots of honkies in Indiana, I got to say. Here's what I love about the word honky. If I say it and you get offended by it, you're the racist, not me. You know? All right. But, yeah. Homeless people are different in Indiana. Homeless people are a little bit racist out there. I was I was walking on the street, and a guy came up to me. He was like, hey, man, can I get a dollar so I could buy a drink? I was like, yeah, I gave him a dollar. He was like, thanks, man. I've been looking all over town for my bike. I think some black kid stole it. I was like, ugh. It was very awkward because I've never had to take money back from a homeless person. Like, dude, you were doing so well, and then you blew it in the ninth, right? Uh, not a lot of baseball fans in here. Uh, a lot of people in Indiana, they have a weird perception about San Francisco. They think everyone here is gay. Like, I was telling the, uh, my friend a story about another friend who's from San Francisco. He said, you, you said your friend's from San Francisco? Don't bend over in front of him. <laughs> said, all right, that was a good one, but chill. <laughs> All right. Another thing about Indiana, everyone in Indiana, that's an, that's an entire state of people that have either received a DUI or are on their way to receiving a DUI. You know, I met a guy in a bar once, and he was like, yeah, I'm uh, working on my third DUI. I'm like, are you practicing? Are you just crushing bush lights every night hoping tonight might be the night? <laughs> nah. New shit. God damn. I started doing drugs uh, my freshman year of college, and uh, one night we were hitting the dab pen in the dorm, and my friend was like, hey, James, you want to try some nitrous? And I was like, yeah. And so he he brings out this silver canister, and I took like uh, a half-second take on it, you know? And uh, I don't know, it didn't really do anything. It just made me anxious. I kept hearing footsteps in the hallway that weren't really there. And uh, later I go to bed, they come back for me, and they say, hey, James, just so you know, you didn't do nitrous. We gave you a can of Febreze. I said, you assholes, because it would have been safer to do nitrous. There's thousands of chemicals in Febreze. There's only one chemical in nitrous, and it's nitrous. Yeah. I'll end on this. I like weed. Do you guys like weed? Of course you guys do. Yeah. <laughs> uh, my, uh, I like to read when I smoke weed, because I'm better than you. And <laughs> the other day, I was... I was uh, reading a book. I was so high that I reached for the TV remote to turn up the volume on the book. <laughs> like, I can't hear shit. I got to turn up the subtitles on this thing. All right, you folks are great. Thank you very much. James, vote all the way back from Indiana. We have three comics left. Three comics left. Uh, your next comedian, she's been so patient all night. Clap your hands together for Ariel. All night, the whole hour. <laughs> uh, it's been a tough day for me. Um, my brother defended his thesis for his PhD today, and he's worked really hard for that, and that's so great. But as a person who needs like a lot of attention, it's really hard to let someone else have the spotlight. So um, I either have to get a lot better at comedy, or I have to do something else to get attention. Uh, 
an easy way for women to do that is just get pregnant, right? Like, you get a lot of attention when you're pregnant. It seems nice. A lot of my friends are pregnant right now. It would be cool to join the club, but I actually got off birth control like four or five years ago. Um, I was having like a hypochondriac moment, and I started freaking out about blood clots. Um, so I was like, fuck this pill. I can I could be a mom if I want to. Um, but actually, the pull-out... M- Pull-out method works sometimes. Um, <laughs> it can work. Works if you work it. Um, I also do this thing where I track my cycle on an app. And my mom said the other day, she said, I don't really understand. I, I think that's probably a bad idea in, the, in this current environment to be tracking your cycle on an app because, like, what if the government is keeping track of that? And I said, and I thought about it, and I thought, you know, it would, it would be okay for the government. Actually, I kind of want the government to be tracking our activities on the Flow app. You know, I'm telling, I'm telling the app all of this information like, oh, three days before my period, I'm getting bloated, I'm getting crampy, I'm getting moody. And it would be really nice for men to actually have some sort of understanding of that. Two women. Two women here. That's good. Okay. Um, so successfully have avoided getting pregnant so far. Um, I do. Ha- <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> You're like you should probably just keep it that way. Just don't do it. Seems like a bad idea for you. <laughs> but I do have a boyfriend, and uh, we met on Hinge. Has any have any of y'all tried Hinge? Yeah, it's a pretty popular dating app. Fuck that Bumble app. Um. Yeah, I don't want to have to message a dude first. No. No, absolutely not. Um, my main criteria when I was looking through, like, the dating options when I started looking on Hinge was, how good is this man going to look in a Santa suit? Santa is coming to town. Um, so, so, yeah, I don't really ask for very much in a relationship. I just want him to be able to wear the red suit, consider beard dye. You know, my current boyfriend, we're still negotiating the beard dye situation, but I, I think I'm going to get get it at some point. We're going to get the full Santa treatment. <laughs> he's, he's, pretty, he's pretty great. He is a dungeon master, which um, initially I thought was something kind of sexy, you know, I thought maybe <laughs> maybe w- when he invited me to to watch him be a dungeon master, he was inviting me I uh, I thought there might be some sort of like leather involved. <laughs> and I get there and it's just kind of like four sweaty dudes in a basement. <laughs> good time though he he's taught me a lot about role playing (laughs) and uh yeah it's not what you think it is on valentine's day he he wanted to surprise me with a role-playing game that he thought i would really enjoy 
I'm like, oh, sexy, sexy time. Maybe he's finally going to bust out the Santa suit. It's a little late, but, you know, his the season, maybe still in February. Um, but, yeah, I show up, and he has this giant leather book, and he said, babe, this is the thousand-year-old vampire game. I think this is going to be really fun for you because you like to tell stories. I was like, the only, baby, the only story I want to tell is you in a Santa suit eating my cookie. Thanks so much, y'all. You've been a dream. There we go, everyone. Next week, she's going to learn how to play Magic the Gathering. Two comics left. Put your hands together for your next one. It's Daraj. Hey, hey, hey. Uh, so as a comic, I do feel like there, there are some things I try not to talk about on stage, you know? Like, obviously, I, I try not to advocate for violence against anybody. I mean, that's an obvious one. You don't want to do that. And I try not to make fun of people for the way they sound. I think that's like, uh, you know, that's fucked up. They can't change that. But recently, I learned about this thing called the foreign accent syndrome. It's like uh, when you get some form of brain trauma, and then you start speaking your native tongue in a different accent. And I think if like a racist guy got punched in the face and he started talking with the Indian accent, that would be hilarious. I'm not gonna do that act out, but I'll give you guys a second to imagine it. It's very funny. Um, I read this uh, pretty amazing story. Um, this, this is real, by the way, you guys can look this up. Uh, so in the 1880s, there was this railroad conductor, and he lost both of his legs, so he trained his pet monkey to do his job for him. And he paid that monkey with beer, and the monkey never made a mistake. And I read that, and I was like, wow, that's really cool. And I decided to try something similar. I wanted to find my own monkey, because um, I work remote, I'm lazy, and I've always wanted to help a monkey that's down on his luck and is trying to make an honest living. So um, I don't know, though. Like, it, it was harder than I thought it would be. Like, I don't know if you guys know this, but it's a lot harder to find alcoholic monkeys than it used to be. It's a lot harder. Like, I went to an Alcoholics Anonymous meeting. They were like, oh, hey, are you here to, like, start your journey with recovery? I was like, nah, man. I was more like scouting for primates, you know, with a can-do attitude and a willingness to learn. You know anybody like that? They didn't. They kicked me out. It's not as inclusive as an organization as they make it seem. Yeah, man. Monkeys. monkeys anyway suicide what's up with that what is the deal with that uh you guys ever notice <laughs> you guys ever notice when someone commits suicide like all their friends are always like ah oh, you know that that's i can't believe it you know he was always just the happiest guy you know he always seems so positive it's like all right that's bullshit dude that's like eh, that can't be true every single time you know 
Like some of you guys are just bad at observing things. Like, why do you guys think he had a toaster in his bathroom, huh? You think he just liked toast that much? Think he just wanted Pop Tarts while he was pissing? It's like, yeah, man, s'more Pop Tarts are really good, but you know when they really hit when I'm midstream? No, dude, that's no time for snacks. So, yeah, dude, like, um, I forgot how that joke ended. But, um, yeah, don't kill yourselves. Um, don't do it. It's not worth it. Um, dude, that's a weird note to end on. I'm going I'm to try to think of something else real quick. Uh, monkeys. <laughs> monkeys. Taraj, everyone. Um, person who just walked in, did you want to tell jokes or are you just watching? Okay, so I'll put you up after this um, other person. So there's two comedians left, everyone. Uh, put your hands together, everybody, for Fernando. Hey, guys, did you hear about the fruit company incident? Oh, the fruit company incident. It was just bananas. Okay, um, that's how we're starting today. I, I literally just came to talk to somebody that left. I saw him online, like on the live feed, and I showed up, and then he wasn't here. So, um, jokes, jokes. I, I think that Mexican lesbians should be called lesbians. Okay, okay. What's worse than a Mexican? Here's the part where you say what, okay? What's worse than a Mexican? Two Mexicans. <laughs> okay, okay. Okay, I'm Mexican, all right? I know. Put me and my mother in a room, we cool. Put me, my mother, and my grandma in a room, they're going to be just telling me stuff. Okay, that didn't work out. Guys, listen, not everything is a win. I'm not perfect. Sometimes when I stretch, a little fart comes out. <laughs> Why did the chicken cross the road? Because. Guys, why did the chicken cross the road again? Because on the other side, there was a rooster, and the rooster was saying, oh, oh, come on, oh, come on. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Do you guys ever think that Hitler wanted a big, big meditation center, but they got confused and they made concentration camps? All right, family friendly. All right, all right, let's go family friendly again. Why did the chicken cross the road for a third time? Because he was getting late. Even though she really likes the company of the rooster, she didn't want to egg him. You know, like when you hang out, you egg people. They're like, yeah, get out of here. Okay, just me. Whatever, guys. Look, listen. Listen, I already established that I'm not perfect, all right? But what I am is very happy to be here. You know why? 
because I wasn't sure if I was going to make it. Earlier, I had diarrhea. Don't worry, I didn't stretch. Yeah, because when I stretch, a little fart comes out, and if you have diarrhea, it's, it's a shit. The point being, guys, listen, I'm happy to be here. Are you happy to be here? Yeah. I'm happy to be here, especially because I wasn't sure if I was going to make it. I had diarrhea, but I took some medicine, and my diarrhea is now gone. Norea. All right, that's been my time. I'm Fernando. Thank you. Fernando, everyone. Ending on wordplay and an STD like a professional. Uh, it looks like we have one last comedian. Is it your first time ever? Basically. Basically their first time ever. Put it up for this person. Yay! Hi, my name is Kulin. Uh, I'm not from anywhere interesting. My parents are just hippies. Um, uh, this is my second time here. I was once here before. There was about four people in the audience. Um, I don't think it was any of you. It was a great crowd. It was a very drunk crowd. It was fantastic. Um, I, I stumbled through about half a joke. I stood up and commented about my dick, which was great. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I went to college in Ohio. Uh, Terrible there. Um, I mean, it's cold. It's I, this guy can already tell I'm bombing. I love it. Uh, <laughs> uh, what am I? All of you guys. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, my friend has a really hot girlfriend, which is crazy. Um, because we were talking the other day about uh, using mouthwash, and sometimes you know they say if you use mouthwash right after you brush your teeth, it might actually get like the toothpaste off your teeth and uh and so it's kind of it's bad to use mouthwash right after you brush your teeth so he told me that he actually likes to use glosses and then he uses mouthwash and then he brushes his teeth which is crazy because i told him that i really wanted to fuck his girlfriend <laughs> um no i just realized half the jokes i made uh in my head are about not being able to get laid, which is terrible because I'm crazy hot, so I must have a terrible personality. Um, <laughs> um, I, I went to college in Ohio. It was a weird liberal arts college uh, called Oberlin. Uh, they have gender neutral bathrooms. This is slightly important for the story. Where I was in the bathroom with my friend who was a little bit drunk and he was standing over the sink. And oh, shit, I, the opening to the story is that I matched with someone on Tinder a while ago. Uh, and they're, they were gorgeous, and all of a sudden they walked into the bathroom, and uh, I thought this would be the perfect time, because I was a little bit drunk, to flirt with them, which is not the time. They were walking with the toothbrush. They definitely wanted to brush their teeth, uh, probably after using mouthwash. Um, <laughs> uh, anyway, I walk up. I say, hi, uh, I'm Coolin, which you already knew because we matched on Tinder, which was the beginning of the story. Um, I'm not from anywhere interesting. My parents are just hippies. Thank you. Call back. Um, <laughs> um, and I went to introduce myself again because I like to do that twice. Uh, and then my friends spewed vomit all over the sink. <laughs> That's it was terrible, actually. Um, disgusting, really. Uh, thank you. That's been my time. Um, <laughs>
clap your hands together for cooling everybody. That was great. Yay. Too good looking to be a comedian. Uh, well, thanks everybody for being here. That we, we get out early tonight. That's exciting. And I uh, hope that the rest of your weekend is fantastic. Mutiny Radio runs things almost every night of the week. So tomorrow at 2 o'clock we'll be at Atlas Cafe. And you can catch us, look at Eventbrite and see all of our events. And on June 4th, make sure at 6 o'clock that you go to Hotel Utah for our show. And then in the, the 16th and 17th of this month, we have the Comedy Crawl. So that's going to be great. So check us out online. Follow us on Mutiny Radio SF on the Instas. And we'll see you later. Bye. <laughs> Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRadio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice. LGBTQ friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit face McRat. <laughs> Patrick Namaste. Every Monday at 6 p.m., it's Joke Workshop, streaming live on mutinyradio.fm. Lift the veil from your third eye on joke creation and what it takes to be a stand-up comic in the five shakasanas of San Francisco's comedy scene. This all-ages open mic invites comedy Oh, pre-sign by Venmoing 2 to $5 at Mutiny Radio. Join us live for a small and special audience at the Mutiny Radio studio and gallery performance space, 2781 21st Street at Florida Street in the deep, deep, deep mission. Every Monday at 6 p.m. Does my ponytail look cool? Thank you. Namaste. Tuesday used to be the most unlikely night for fun. But every week at 6 p.m., come to OMG's Tuesday Open Mic. And see comics work out new material for free. For free. They get your Tuesday night party on with two-for-one well drink specials during the 6 to 8 p.m. show. Check out Eventbrite to reserve your free seat every Tuesday, 6 p.m. At OMG on Savory 6th Street. Savory 6th Street. Show up to go up. Hey, kids. It's your pal, Spiderman. <laughs> Sorry, Spiderman. Mortimer Spiderman. When I'm not swinging through the senior facility, best in Mysterio at Boggle, 
or getting beautifully plowed by the rhino, I'm headed down to Mutiny Radio at the corner of 21st and Florida. They got some schlemiels doing the laugh laugh. But hey, don't be a schmuck and donate 2 to $5 on... Hold, hold on, what is this? Let me get my glasses. The print's too small. Hold on. Venmo? That's not real. What is that, Swedish? You knew that, right? This is in San Francisco. I'll drown it on. I'll, it's nap time. The year is 2023. Oh, I wish that laughter had value and the unexpected laugh was priceless. Worry not. True entertainment has brought us a savior in whosthatlive.com. Oh, finally, an escape from the apocalyptic nightmare I live in. You can go to whosthatlive.com and buy comedy tickets. And you're in the raffle, I guess. True, 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 true production. First Sundays of every month, join your friends from Mutiny Radio at Hotel Utah on 4th and Bryant. 5 p.m. first Sundays for free comedy. Is San Francisco getting you down? Is everything too expensive? Not first Sundays of the month at Hotel Utah for free comedy with Mutiny Radio. Incredible lineups every month with the best comic comedians from around the Bay. Join your friends trying to keep things affordable for free comedy first Sundays of the month. Hotel Utah, 4th Street. Weekly comedy at the best neighborhood bar in the city. Join your friends from Mutiny Radio every Thursday at 8 p.m. at the bar on Dolores at 29th and Dolores. Starting after any very important sports game that might happen to be on, you're guaranteed a night of laughter for free. And when paired with the drink specials and the nicest bartender in San Francisco, it'll become a Thursday ritual. Show up to go out for comics, and please, reserve your free tickets on Eventbrite so we know you're coming to laugh. There is... <laughs> happy, happy hour the, is when the comedy is the cheapest. Happy hour, the most free two hours of hour-long comedy on the radio and internet streaming live at 278.21st Street. Come down, be in the audience. Dog friendly. Dog friendly. We are. Mutiny Radio is absolutely dog friendly. Ooh, a dog party. Ain't no party like a dog party. <laughs> dog party at Mutiny Radio. Every Friday, dog party at Mutiny Radio. Happy hour. 278.121st Street. Happy hour. Mutiny Radio. Dot FM. Here in Dot SF. Calling all crusties, punks, and poses. Pick your posteriors up off the pavement. Pack up your pins and patches and prepare to party. The Pacific Northwest Vest Fest returns this Saturday only at the SeaTac Expo Center. Whether you're a leather lover or just a denim demon, if you're looking to dress to impress for less, do not stress. You'll find all the best in pre-distressed vests right here at the Pacific Northwest Vest Fest. With over 40 vendors selling countless crossover styles, you'll find the perfect thing for your scene. Metal, thrash, Walmart, high-vis, and everything in between. All in one place. One day only. Unless it's a jacket. If you need a jacket, take your square ass somewhere else. Never pay for fabric you don't need and ditch the sleeves, but save the rest for the Pacific Northwest Fest Fest this Saturday only at SeaTac. 
Bring a can of PBR, get it half price. Daddy, Daddy, what are we gonna do today? At 2 p.m. on a Saturday afternoon? Oh, over there, at the parklet in front of Atlas Cafe for Titans of Comedy. That, that's Titans of Comedy. Apparently, they've got great sandwiches, cafe drinks, and even some of my favorite beverages, like beer, wine, and sangria. All the things I drink to forget your mother. I knew Uncle Blake says you smell like a brewery. What did I say about interrupting me? Anywho, right here on 20th and Alabama in the Deep Mission, paired with tasty comedy from Bay Area's favorite comics. For free! Every Saturday, or at least the two Saturdays a month that the court mandates I have to see you. It's sunshine, and even in a drizzle, but not too much. Hey, Daddy, remember after soccer practice when it was raining and you didn't come? I really don't. Anywho. You take it with the freezers. Reservations on Eventbrite. Stuck in public schools. In tri-level, dual world of stand-up comedy, laughter has value and the unexpected laugh is priceless. Who is that live.com? Comedy local shows on sale now. Everyone that purchases a ticket will automatically be entered into a true drawing. Who wants to focus on the genre of stand-up comedy and those that, who's that? Go to whoisthatlive.com for upcoming shows. Join us on a journey into the absurd. Radio Come to OMG on Savory 6th Street for DGIF. Thank God's it's funny. Every third Friday at OMG, check us out. Free shows, great drink specials, hilarious comics. Every Friday, San Francisco, gouging you 
Here we go. Free comedy with Mutiny Radio. You know you love us. Third Fridays of every month. OMG, 6th Street. Come on out with your friends. Mutiny Radio, G-G-I-F at OMG. Black Black Plastic Mutiny Radio dot FM
special joy these Tuesdays have given us. The fact that a lot of people who can't make it on the weekends, who can't afford the bread that the usual shows cost, and come here on Tuesday nights and hang out and listen to some of the new sounds coming on in the Bay Area. Uh, past Tuesday night people are some of the other people who are going to be playing this week. Santana started on the Tuesday here. And Power started on the Tuesday. And this is another group I think in the months and the years to come we're going to hear a lot from. Would you welcome, please, Marla. 